If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 93 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on April 25th, 2021. Yapping Yankees is being brought to you by, obviously, myself and Ball Nine. Ball Nine brings you some of the best, the absolute best, baseball content out there. Any and all baseball stories, articles, roundtable discussions, featured baseball podcasts like Yapping Yankees, and much, much more. Visit the website, I promise you, you'll be glad that you did. That's ball9.com, and follow them on all social medias at ball9, and know what you don't know. And because they've continued to help get the word out about the show on social media, be sure to also check out Grunt Talks MLB. Go to their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their great baseball content and follow them on all social medias at Grunt Talks MLB. Also, don't forget, guys, that just like them, you can help spread the word about Yapping Yankees and stay updated on everything with both me and the Yankees by following me on all social medias. Go on over to Facebook and follow my fan page, at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter as well, at Mike Scudero, and on Instagram, at MikeScuds97. And remember to show some love, subscribe, and listen to Yapping Yankees on all the platforms it's available on. And those would be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Guys, there is a pulse! There's life! <laughs> Finally! Oh, God. I do hope you've had a more enjoyable last few days with this team like I have this past week. The Yanks are definitely having more fun. The boys have begun to turn it around a bit for sure as of this weekend in Cleveland. Looking to go for the four-game sweep today. At the time I'm recording right now, the game's starting in about 20 minutes or so, so... You'll probably hear at certain points of the episode just me reacting to things going on in the Yankee game, so that'll probably be towards, like, the later part of the show. But that's starting in, like, 20 minutes. They just look like they're having fun again. The offense is clicking more. Pitching is clicking, especially out in the bullpen, as it has been all season so far through the first month. Best bullpen ERA in baseball. It's good to see, guys. But as I said a second ago, I am in a much better mood than I was in last week when I was just blown a gasket for an hour. <laughs> Got a ton of love for that, by the way. As I said last week, people love when I rant, and that's great. I love giving you people what you want, but I'm also not really a fan of increased blood pressure. But I'm glad to be in a better mood this week. Amazing how things can change in a few days, right? And it still wasn't really looking good on Sunday, Tuesday, or Wednesday really with the Yanks even after my eruption last Sunday. Even though they still did win on Tuesday, but especially this weekend, things have thankfully started to look up. 
No one knows what'll happen after this series, but as of now, again, the team is clicking. We got some continued good news on Voigt's progress. He's already at the alternate site taking reps defensively. Gonna be doing some batting practice and hitting and playing in some games overall this coming week. I can't wait for Luke to get back. His timeline for his return is still on track. Another week or two maybe, give or take. So, there's definitely reason for optimism. And we definitely need to see a longer stretch of good gameplay, obviously. But right now, it's definitely been more fun as of the last few days. We're going to go over all of this past week's action and takeaways in Weekly Recap to end the show, of course. And we'll also go over all the roster moves and all that good stuff. Now, as far as news, like last week, other than the Voight update that I just gave you and the fact that Clark Schmidt apparently has finally started throwing again, to be honest, there's really no other news outside of what I'm going to mention later during Recap. But before we get into all the deets... I have never said that in my entire life before now. <laughs> Deets? Really, Mike? Jesus. <laughs> anyway, before we get into all the details <laughs> about this past week, we obviously have our social media poll segment, and it's not about predicting any games like the past few have been. This one is more or less how you feel going forward about the team, given this little winning streak they've got going right now. Now, remember, keep in mind, I put this out yesterday on Saturday, like I always do. And this was even before the win that they got last night, because they had a night game last night on Saturday, so I posted this on Twitter and Instagram yesterday afternoon, so I wouldn't have to post it late at night and give you less time to vote and reply and all that good stuff. So, let's get to it. The question for this week is... Do you think the Yankees having a good weekend so far is the start of them turning this rough start around? And of course, give me your thoughts for a chance at a shout-out on today's show. Now, I'll give my opinion on this first. Of course, the two choices are yes or no, and my choice is yes. So allow me to explain. <laughs> first off, what I mentioned before, something that's very important to me, how a team looks on the field. How they look when they're playing the game. Do they look like they're having a good time, or do they look like they want to jump off a roof? And before this weekend started, we know that the Yankees looked perpetually miserable. <laughs> they looked awful out there. Just the overall mindset, the blank stares on their faces, it was just really irritating. The Yankees are having more fun now. That's a big thing for me. Also, when they've fallen behind in the score, which has happened this weekend plenty, they've had an immediate response instead of playing in a completely deflated manner afterwards. So it seems like the mindset and the resilience has changed for the better. And there was a point that I made last week while I was going mental that the Yankees weren't even doing what they were most known for. And that's the home run. They were not hitting the home run nearly as much as usual. And they're even doing that again as of this weekend. Plenty. Hicks has hit a couple. I hope he's finally starting to find it. Finally did something batting lefty with that home run yesterday. Right after I'd done a Twitter petition the night prior where I said I never wanted Hicks to bat lefty again. <laughs> but hey, if that's the curse breaker, I'll gladly take credit for that. But I still want to see more of that from the left side, though. He's out of the lineup today because he has a little back pain, apparently, but it sounds like nothing. Kind of like Geo earlier in the week, which I'll mention later, but... If it's like Geo, then Hicks could very well be back tomorrow or Tuesday already, so I'm not worried about it, but we'll see. Anyway, Stanton also hit a couple freaking missiles. 
Home runs and RBI totals are still looking good for him, but he definitely has some heating up to do otherwise still. So I hope this is the start of that for him. Odor hit a couple. He's batting cleanup in today's game. And I gotta tell you, I've really liked that fiery energy he's brought to the Yankees the last few days. The Yankees need that. As I said when the Yankees traded for him, though, it's not a surprise with the home runs because his power is his main attribute, which also goes hand-in-hand with his bat flips or bat drops and the little skip he does afterwards. (laughs) He's getting those hits of his when it matters too, though, in big spots. I also originally said that some guys flourish with a change of scenery, and hopefully that's what's been happening here with Odor. And even Higgy hit another home run, by the way. But my point is, I went on a little tirade there, but my point is, they're even hitting home runs again, which is what the Yankees do, as we know. That's how they win. And that's just the truth. When they're winning, they're usually hitting home runs. Seven homers in the past three games this weekend. So, offense improvement, pitching has been better all around outside of Cole, who, of course, just continues to pitch like a king, especially out in the bullpen, which, as I said in the intro, has just been amazing all throughout. By far the best aspect of this team so far, except for Nelson. He sucks. I cannot understand, for the life of me, what he's doing with this team and what Michael King is doing in the alternate site. But seriously, things definitely seem to have changed a bit this weekend. And again, I know you guys answered this question before yesterday's game even, but for you optimistic people out there who voted for yes... I guess even a little more optimism can be added to your pregame replies yesterday. (laughs) So, given everything I just mentioned, all I'd been doing in prior weeks, and rightfully so, was talking about how dead the team looked, and played like, and how there were no signs of any sort of turnaround. This weekend, there have been signs, and because of that, I am choosing to believe that this is the start of a turnaround. Now, that's just my opinion. As far as what I'm going to do with this poll segment, I'm actually going to do something that I don't think I've ever done in the history of Yapping Yankees, almost two years of doing this show. I'm going to try something different. I usually always start the poll segment with Twitter, and then I go to Instagram after. Well, this week, screw it. I'm going to go with Instagram first, and then we'll end on Twitter. Let's just switch it up a little bit this week. Why not? So, on Instagram, I'll read a couple of replies over there, and then we'll finish up with the bulk of the replies, which obviously comes from Twitter. Does that sound like a good plan to you? Well, good, because you don't have much of a say in the matter anyway. So, let's go to Instagram right now and see how you guys voted on this question. Once more, the question is, do you think the Yankees having a good weekend so far is the start of them turning this rough start around? And I got news for you. We got a bit of a landslide victory. Well, not a bit. Actually, a big landslide. 86% of Instagram voters voted for the choice of yes. And the remaining 14% voted for no. Wow, look at that optimism. (laughs) A lot of people think that this weekend is a turning point for the Yankees. And obviously, you still have some people out there saying that it's not. Everything will just continue the same way. They'll still continue to be pretty bad after this is over. But clearly, a lot more people think that this is a turning point for the Yankees. So let's just read a couple of Instagram replies as we usually do. And then we'll go over to Twitter and read where the bulk of the social media replies are. And we'll see how this goes. Switching it up a little bit this week. 
We'll start off with my good friend James, the Dark Knight 025 on Instagram. And James says, it has to. And we're starting to see signs of it. Cleveland has really good pitching. If we can take care of that and beat Baltimore after, confidence comes back and we will be fine. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland does still have some good pitching. Obviously, they still have Shane Bieber left. He went last night. The Yankees only got two runs off of him, but you know what? It was enough for the win, and they still got the job done. And that's no small feat. That's your Cy Young winner last year. So, yeah, I completely agree. And these two series, Cleveland this weekend, and then the four-game series coming up against Baltimore in the coming days, obviously those are considered easier series for the Yankees, but you know what? Sometimes what a struggling team needs to have their confidence restored is maybe a couple of easier series. And just because you have a couple of easier series doesn't guarantee that they'll be good series. You still have to go out there and get the job done. Anybody can go out there and just have a bad game or a bad series against any team at any time throughout the long baseball season. That could happen at any time. So still, credit to the Yankees for getting the job done so far this weekend. Even if they lose today, they've still won three out of four. And if this series is what they need to have their confidence restored, then yeah, that's fine. And that could very well be the case. And I hope it is because so far it's going really well. But yeah, definitely, James, this could definitely help in restoring some confidence in this team. And as I also mentioned, and as you just mentioned, there definitely have been signs. Next, we have my girlfriend, Vic Salimo. And Vic says, I feel like the Yankees are the type of team that once they find their spark, their fire, they're on a roll. Winning motivates them to keep going. Yeah, I would say that. I would say the Yankees can definitely be pretty streaky at times, and when they get to their winning ways, yeah, they usually go on a roll, and when you see some signs, they usually rapidly pick up, and things usually start to turn around for the better. But that could also be equally as strong the other way around. (laughs) So, yeah, but I do agree. As I've been saying, I definitely think that as of this weekend, there has been, as you put it, a different spark to this team. And if it's legit, then these coming games should be very exciting. Especially as James mentioned, the series against Baltimore, they're going to be going to Camden Yards after this, which I'll be talking more about later. But the Yankees love Camden Yards. They love hitting there. So that's even more of an inspiration to inspire them to continue turning things around. All right, let's wrap up the replies here on Instagram before we bolt on over to Twitter. And we finish off on Instagram, as always, with my mom, Julia Gina Scudero. And my mom says... They can't stay at rock bottom forever. You remember me saying that I've been wanting to see more enthusiasm out of them while they're out on the field. And there has been a good change with that this past week. So I hope that keeps up. To me, the mental aspect is so important in this game. And a baseball player's production is largely based on where they're at mentally. Absolutely, Mom. And you know I've been saying the exact same thing, so we have agreed on that from the start. I also like what I've been seeing out of them attitude-wise out on the field with their enthusiasm. They're clearly having more fun this weekend. And hey, about baseball being as mental as it is, of course, the famous Yogi quote, that baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical. (laughs) That will never, ever be old. Ever. (laughs) And even though obviously it's, you know, not correct English, (laughs) it's, you get the point of it. You understand what he was trying to say, that baseball is an extremely mental sport. So you're absolutely right, Mom. It's mostly mental, and if you're out there with a lot of enthusiasm, having a good time, there's a good chance that it's going to reflect in your gameplay, just like how it is on the other hand. When you're having a miserable time, and you see the way that the guys play most of the time when they're 
not in a good mental place. Baseball is a game of failure, as we know, and it messes with guys a lot of the time because of that. That's why even though there's also a lot to baseball itself, mentality is so important. So definitely, Mom, I 100% agree. But in any event, thank you to all of you Instagrammers who participated in the poll, whether you just voted or replied or both. Regardless, you know I appreciate it a ton. But let's end off the poll segment by seeing how you guys voted and replied on Twitter now. Again, just repeating the question so you remember. Do you think the Yankees having a good weekend so far is the start of them turning this rough start around? And here on Twitter, again, of course, the two choices were yes or no. And also on Twitter, just like Instagram, not the exact same percentages of votes for each choice, but still a landslide with all the votes that came in. 81% of you voted for the choice of yes, and the remaining 19, just 19%, voted for no. So again, just like Instagram, there's a lot of confidence, a lot of optimism here on Twitter that this good weekend so far is a sign of the Yankees having a turnaround. Let's hear what you guys had to say down in the replies. And again, for those who I don't get to, and there were a couple who I didn't get to on Instagram because I really wanted to get over here to Twitter where the bulk of the replies are. And of course, you can't see the replies that I missed on Instagram because those are in my DMs and you do not have access to my DMs. So the only ones you can see that I miss are the replies on Twitter. So if you want to see the ones that I miss here on Twitter, because unfortunately, like every week, there are going to be plenty of replies on Twitter that I cannot get to. But if you want to see them for yourself... And if you want to see the ones that I even do get to, then just go right over to my Twitter page. The handle is at Mike Scudero, as you likely know. Just scroll down on the page, find the tweet with the poll in it, go down in the comments, and you'll be able to see all of them for yourself. But let's see what everybody had to say about this question. We have at VR Srinath up first, and they say this team has all the talent. What was missing was the spark and spunk to build confidence to have fun again. Bats are slowly waking up, and as starters warm up, relievers should see more rest and continue to dominate. Getting Voight and Britton back will round up the team. Yeah, definitely. We knew that there would definitely be days, of course, that the Yankee offense would wake up and they would hit like they usually do because, you know, that's they have too much talent in that lineup. That's for sure. I have said time and again, no matter how livid I was with the slow start, I knew that eventually the Yankee offense would wake up. And then later down the road, they'll probably fall asleep again for a little bit. And then they'll wake up again. It's part of the marathon. It just is. And right now, we could very well be amidst a part where the bats are awake. But this series definitely does seem to have built their confidence a bit more, no doubt. And things just look different. They're having better at bats. They're hitting home runs again, as I said before. And the energy overall just feels different. So I absolutely agree with you. And yeah, starters as far as Garrett Cole, you know, he's given seven innings, six innings, he's thrown great starts, sometimes of which that he doesn't even have his A-plus stuff, but he still battles and does a great job because he's one of the best pitchers in the game. An absolute king, King Garrett or King Cole, as I always call him, it's usually either one or the other or both. But others, namely Kluber and Tyone, guys who have not pitched in years and they're still obviously just getting warmed up and finding their stride early on here. Hopefully they will begin to just give more and more innings as they continue on. And as we'll get to later, Herman, in his most recent start when he was recalled from the alternate site, was able to give some innings again. So if Herman starts to figure it out, then that's another plus for the rotation. 
And as I said before at the bullpen, I just believe in them regardless. I mean, they've just done so well. Everybody except for Nick Nelson, as I said. But you're always going to have, like, one guy in there who just messes up the dynamic. They already have the best bullpen ERA in baseball. And I'm convinced that if not for Nelson, they'd be easily under two. They're, like, right above two right now for bullpen ERA coming into today's game here on Sunday. And getting Voight and Britton back, well, I can't wait for either of them to come back. Britain will just serve as more reinforcements for an already dominant Yankee bullpen. And Luke Voigt, I just can't wait to get the guy back, both for his presence in the lineup and just presence in the clubhouse, his energy. I just miss everything about Luke, except for his shaky defense. But you get what I mean. I miss Luke Voigt. I just miss his presence. So yeah, man, I totally agree. Up next is at Evan D. Wetzel 4. And Evan says, we have seen so many red flags. This is a start, but I take it lightly, as the bad start was the worst in over 20 years. Yeah, I mean, actually, the worst in 30 years. When they were 6-11, and 11, the last time they'd started off that badly was 1991. And say what you want about it being early, I myself have acknowledged that plenty times, regardless of my anger, that it is early, but that is worth mentioning. That is a red flag, like Evan said. Getting your worst start since 1991, that's 30 years ago. And that is worth mentioning. And even if it's not worth going ballistic about for some people, it is worth mentioning. That's a big thing for the Yankees. So I totally understand having some cautious optimism or just saying, yeah, let's see more of a stretch of games, which we definitely have to see. I even said that before, there's definitely a longer stretch that we have to see to see how legit this little stretch of winning is to truly dictate whether this little winning streak is the start of turning this thing around or not. So I totally get taking it lightly. I definitely do. Up next is Rob at Laker 477. And Rob says, not being a Jedi master like yourself, (laughs) it is impossible for me to predict how this one good weekend series will affect the team going forward. But they have looked more relaxed the last two games and have played much better as a result of that. Hopefully, that will continue. (laughs) So, I'll just explain what Rob means really quick by Jedi Master. There are a lot of times where I just go game after game after game. I did it a lot last season, too, and I think I had an eight-game streak with predicting the outcome of every single game, whether it be a win or a loss. And you've heard all of the correct predictions I've made on every single poll the last few weeks. I think all of them on my behalf have been correct about the games going into that day of my recordings. But even now, I'm riding a three-game streak of correct predictions. I predicted that the Yankees would win all three of the games that they have so far, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And today, I'm predicting a loss. If you don't believe me, go right over to my Twitter. The game is starting in just a little bit, and I put out the tweet at 12.52 of my prediction for today. And people are already getting ready to blame me if they do lose today, but I'm predicting a loss today and that the Yankees win three out of four in Cleveland. And I'm obviously not saying that because I want them to lose. It's just a feeling I have. If it were up to me, the Yankees would go 162-0 and sweep the playoffs. But anyway, I've done very well with this predicting thing, so I've either called myself a Jedi Master because of my ability to use the Force, obviously, or I've called myself Nostradamus or the second coming of Nostradamus. So that is what Rob means by that. I've been on fire with predictions. I've done this many times and I've done great every time I do it. I could use the force. What can I tell you? I'm a Jedi master or a prophet of some sorts. I don't know, but I'm good at predicting baseball games. 
But yeah, just like prior replies, Rob, I get it. I understand why people need to see more games to really be able to dictate whether this little winning streak the Yankees have going right now is a legit sign of a turnaround or not. But that's what this is about, just predicting. But I definitely hope that this will continue to beyond this weekend, and I think it will. I think they'll have a good series in Baltimore, a very good series. And I hope it continues next weekend against the Tigers, I think it is? Yeah, the Tigers. So we'll see, but we will also see if my prediction skills can keep up today, and I can get my fourth in a row. And if it's correct, you could drag me on social media, or you can call me a genius, whatever you want. Feel free. (laughs) Next, we have at Paul Lesage 2. And Paul says, Having fewer day games will help this team really get in stride. It's probably a figment of my imagination, but they seem to be more energetic and aggressive under the lights. Hmm. I haven't really thought of that. I mean, they've definitely had their off nights during night games too this season early on before this weekend for sure. Plenty of them, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but maybe you'll grab some more legitimacy to that claim if they lose today. Because obviously today is a day game and they're starting shortly. So I don't think there's a correlation there personally, but who the hell knows. Alright, let's keep moving right along here. We got at Blue Russian 5555, and they say they won two in a row... The at-bats seem to be better. The mood in the dugout seems better, too. Like Odor jumping around by the dugout after each homer. Looks like they're getting more confident. Yeah, it does. Like I said, the overall mood seems to have changed, and they look like they're having more fun. And I even acknowledged in the introduction to the show that it looks like Odor is bringing about some of that fun. And the Yankees need that. They need the fun. We were just talking about how important the mental aspect is to baseball. It's very important. If you're having fun you're likely to have that reflected in your gameplay and do well. So yeah, I agree. And just for those of you who are confused by him saying two in a row, you're probably like, Mike, I thought they won three in a row. I said before, just as a reminder, this poll was posted before the game last night. So most of these replies, if not all of them, there might be a couple after the game ended too, into today, but most of the replies were before the game yesterday. So if anybody says two in a row or anything of the like, then they replied before the game last night. So don't go on thinking that they have short-term memory loss or anything, because that's me. I do. (laughs) All right, up next is Rebecca, at Peace Now for Life. And Rebecca says, I absolutely believe that this is the start of the Yankees' turnaround. They look more relaxed at the plate. The fielding is crisper. There is no stopping them now. Let's go, Yankees. Well, Miss Optimism is always present. (laughs) Rebecca is Miss Optimism with the social media replies. And it's a good thing to have, because especially in a week like last week where I was just erupting like Mount Etna for an hour straight, sometimes it's good to have someone like Rebecca to just weigh you down and calm you down. (laughs) That's a good thing sometimes. Uh, But yeah, they do look more relaxed at the plate, Rebecca, doing better at bats, and like I said, they just look better. The energy has changed. It's just better. Doing better at bats. Listen to me. (laughs) Next, we have at Laura underscore Icemont, and Laura says, This is definitely a start, but I would need to see how the next few games go as far as it being a turnaround for the Yankees. Yeah, definitely. I've said we definitely need to see a longer stretch of games and more of a sample size, as a lot of people like to say, but just predicting as of now. And I am choosing to believe that it is. Up next, we have my friend Spencer, at MusicsNDMD. I'm sorry, Spencer, I have a tough time with your handle. (laughs) Spencer says, Every loss makes every unproductive at-bat seem bigger for each hitter. 
Stringing wins together takes the focus off of what they haven't done at the plate and puts more focus and energy on what they can do at the plate. What they do at the plate can impact how they field as well. Yeah, 100%. That's how baseball works. When there's a lot of bad going on, then obviously the focus is going to be on the bad. And I think that's the way it is to a certain degree with all sports, but it definitely is even more so with baseball, if you ask me. Definitely. And, of course, when you're doing well, then what's being done well is, of course, what's being focused on. It's a matter of what's being done at that moment. Yeah, I totally agree. That's always been the way it's been with baseball, and I think that's always the way it'll be. Just a product of what goes on around that time is what's really focused on. And, yeah, what people do at either the plate or in the field, it could definitely creep into other aspects of their game. If you're not hitting at all, it might translate to having bad defense and vice versa, for sure. I definitely agree. Tyler at the goat underscore 12 is up next, and Tyler says, I think today really tells us where we're headed. I don't care about the other two games we won. I care about today. So speaking of yesterday's game on Saturday, so I assume that last night's win meant a lot to you. So it sounds like that might have you feeling more optimistic since they won yesterday's game. Which I totally understand because of the guy they faced last night. They faced Shane Bieber, the guy who won the Cy Young last year. And they may not have done an unbelievable amount of things off of him, but they still did their job. They got two home runs off him. They walked a few times. They were working the count on him a bunch, especially in the earlier part of the game when he was having trouble with his command. So yeah, for sure, what they do against a guy like Bieber is definitely big. And they did get the job done. It was enough to win. Up next is Tina at Mountain Gal 456 and Tina says, It's definitely a start for them to turn things around. There is nothing like winning to get a team going. That's just what the Yankees need, putting together some wins. They need it badly. Yeah, they absolutely do. And if they can complete the four-game sweep today, Tina, that would be freaking awesome. I would love that. But even if they don't, you still leave winning three out of four on the road, which, I mean, I'll always take three out of four in general, but especially on the road, to me, it's even better. And then you move on to Baltimore, and if you maybe win three out of four against them or sweep them, you just bounce right back even if they do lose today, just giving different scenarios, then you're still piling up a bunch of wins within a certain amount of games. And then before you know it, you got a winning record again. So yeah, they definitely need to just keep winning. And this is definitely a good part of the schedule to do that. Next, we have at GregJC17, and Greg says, With their upcoming schedule, it should be a quote-unquote turnaround record-wise, and offensive numbers should improve versus lesser pitching. Won't feel confident in a championship-type run team unless we can beat the top of the American League, which will be judged in two to three weeks. Yeah, and as I said, this is a part of the schedule that you want to get some wins together, as I said before as well. But I also want to stress something I said earlier and something that I've said in many prior episodes, that regardless of who you're versing, you could always still go out there, whether you're a pitcher or just the team overall, and have a bad game against any team, no matter how good or bad you are. Just like you could also go out there and have yourself a great game against any team, no matter how good or bad you are. So even if people want to say, oh, they only got all those wins on the road because of the schedule, well, the Yankees could have gone there and not gotten the wins too. (laughs) I mean, they still deserve credit for getting some wins together. Obviously, if you're facing lesser pitching and opponents that aren't as good as teams like, I don't know, like the Red Sox right now, or the Rays or the Blue Jays, or the Oakland A's maybe, then obviously you're not facing the top talent in the American League, but you're still putting together wins. And you know what? Sometimes... 
a lot of teams who are just really having a tough time, they have to face lesser teams to just help regain their confidence so that the next time they do face that top talent in the American League, things could be very different than they were at the start, like you said. So yeah, I definitely agree. And they did face a top pitcher in Shane Bieber yesterday and got the win. So that's definitely a very encouraging sign, even though they still only got the two runs off him, but they were two home runs. They worked counts very well. They worked their walks, as I said. So that's still a plus. And obviously there's still so much more of the season left to go, but I understand if you need to see more wins put together and then see how they do against the top American League talent in the coming weeks. I get that, but that's what this is about, just predicting. So, yeah, that stuff in the coming weeks is yet to be seen, but, you know, if they put together their wins this road trip, you can't hold that against them. You still have to get the job done, and they have so far. And throughout it all, we've seen more signs than we've seen at any point throughout the season early on here so far up to this weekend. All right, let's do maybe a few more. Up next is at NYYFanForever96, and they say, right now, it's not enough. I need to see more consistency from the offense and the defense. I need the defense to improve. Can the offense start to hit against the Rays? That's what I need to see. Yeah, all valid points, my man. They're all valid. Every single one of them. Need more consistency. And we've seen lots of good out of the offense, much better approaches this weekend. And hopefully that continues. And yeah, definitely the defense. The defense still has me on edge. (laughs) Certain guys on the field definitely still make me sweat when a ball is so much as just hit to them. No matter how routine it is, so... I hear you, man. I do. At Yankees, Gabba Gab says, it's too small of a sample size. Well, yeah, as I said, that's the point. We're predicting. We're just predicting. No big deal. Next, we have at DJ Miniard INC underscore. And they say, they've certainly been taking better at bats for the most part, regardless of who they're facing. Maybe this will help their confidence when they face the Rays again. Yeah, like I said, some series like this prove to be helpful in the future for boosting that confidence, 100%, both for games against teams like the Rays and all the other top talent in the American League. But yes, as I've been saying, the energy and the approaches have definitely changed for the better this weekend. They definitely have. All right, two more. Up next is at Jim underscore Bornholt, and Jim says, need a larger sample size, say 20 games. Yeah. As I said, it being a small sample size is the whole point. We're just predicting. You see me going out on a limb with all my predicting, and even though a great many of them, if not all of them, have been correct lately, don't be afraid to predict. Don't be afraid to be wrong. Because I got news for you. All of us are human beings, none of us are perfect, and we are all wrong at one point or another, myself included. So, (laughs) alright, let's finish up with at Jim5644295. And they say... This weekend is a good start, but this defense will be a one-and-done if they're lucky enough to play October baseball. Well, for the record, I do still think they're making the playoffs. (laughs) I do still think that, but yeah. Listen, the defense has always had me on edge, like I just said before. Anytime a ball is hit to a certain somebody on the field, like uh, Glaber Torres, for instance, no matter how routine it is, I still sweat. (laughs) It still has me on edge, so... Yeah, just like it was said a couple of replies ago, I too need to see some more consistency out of the defense, and we do need to see a bigger sample size, but that's what this is all about. That's what this poll segment is all about, just predicting and seeing if we're right or wrong going forward. And it's yet to be seen, but that's the fun of the exercise. (laughs) But as for now, that is it for this episode's social media poll segment. 
And again, as always, I want to thank you all so, so much, all of you awesome people out there, each and every one of you, for interacting, voting, replying, no matter what you did. I love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But before we end today, rounding third and heading on home, as always, we've got ourselves the weekly recap. Talking about the games from this past week and all major takeaways from each of them. So if you will be so kind as to join me as always as we jump back to last Sunday when we spoke last. And I just took a quick glance over the TV to see where today's Yankee game is at because it did just start a few minutes ago. And the Yankees did blow a bases-loaded opportunity in the first. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't do this to me today, boys. Just go out there and score runs. (laughs) So, scoreless in the bottom of the first right now. Tyone's on the mound. But last Sunday, if you remember, I was incredibly angry. The Yankees were heading into Sunday trying to prevent being swept by the Rays at home. And long story short, they would not do that. And it was another really frustrating loss. Garrett Cole was on the mound, and he got the loss on the day when he really didn't deserve it, and it was just tough. Didn't get the run support. He gave up three runs. Just two of them were earned because of Aaron Hicks being a bonehead out there in center field, and one of the runs came home due to his mistake. And I don't really know what happened to Aaron Hicks out there defensively in center field, but he used to be a very respectable defender, and... Going back to last year in the weird season, and including this season so far, I have absolutely no clue as to why, but he has really regressed as a fielder. I don't feel like his range is what it used to be. I don't feel like he gets as good of a jump on some fly balls. I don't feel like his arm is what it used to be. I know he had the Tommy John on the arm, but still not what it used to be. And I gotta tell you, I really don't like what we've seen out of Hicks defensively the last couple of years. I really don't. I gave him the benefit of the doubt last year because he was coming back from that Tommy John on his arm, and it was a weird shortened season, but we've continued to see the same thing at times early on here in this season. So that unearned run for Cole came home to score because of Aaron Hicks's mistake in center field. Just was constantly bobbling baseballs. It was so weird. It was like totally lost out there. And then the other two that was scored off him was on a sacrifice fly by Manuel Margot. That was one of the two runs he gave up in the third. The first run was the unearned one, though. And then the other run he gave up, the second earned, the third overall, was on an RBI double by Sutsugo in the top of the seventh. But it was really unfortunate that he had to take the loss that day because the Yankee offense did not have his back whatsoever beyond a Giancarlo Stanton second-inning solo shot and an RBI single by DJ to tie the game at two in the fifth. But then he just allowed one more run in the seventh, and the offense just was dead. So the Yankees lost that game 4-2. to two. They would get swept, and Cole's final line was 6 and a third, just five hits allowed, three runs, two earned only, and ten strikeouts. He still had a respectable start. And he was upset, and understandably so, that he gave up that run in the seventh, but it still was not a bad start by any stretch of the imagination. Part of it was definitely Hicks' fault, and the Bats definitely could have had his back a lot more. So, a really frustrating end to the weekend. And as I had said earlier, that the Yankees still didn't look good in the earlier part of the week on Sunday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And that's why on Sunday, it just was not a good game. It was a very irritating way to end the weekend. And deflating, too, because I was sitting there thinking, wow, they can't even win with Garrett Cole on the mound right now. They still look like a train wreck. 
And that's also never a way you want to enter an off day either, which is what they did on Monday. Monday, they had the day off. And Cashman called an emergency press conference that we honestly don't even need to talk about. He called that on Monday because it was basically the usual Cashman presser when nothing of any importance whatsoever was discussed. So to be blunt, not even really a need to cover that. Tuesday, a bit of roster news before we get into the game. Just as I anticipated on last week's episode after Jay Bruce announced his retirement, Mike Ford was called up to replace his spot on the roster. Mustache and all, and he still has that mustache. And I gotta tell you, on Tuesday, I actually went to go play dodgeball with my friends in the late afternoon into the evening. And when I got home, it was maybe like the third inning or so in the Yankee game, so I turned it on. And the first thing I saw when I turned the game on, first thing on my screen, was Mike Ford and his mustache. And I gotta tell you, I was shook. (laughs) But anyway, he was called up to replace Jay Bruce's spot on the roster. Again, I had named that as a possibility on last week's episode, so that was not a surprise. And also, much to my happiness, since I had also thrown out this idea on last week's episode, Aaron Hicks was finally benched on Tuesday night. (laughs) So I was very happy about that on Tuesday. And then he ended up pinch hitting anyway in the eighth inning. (laughs) Anyway, the Yanks would end up finally winning a damn baseball game, 3-1 to one against the struggling Braves. Tyone got the start, and he bounced back very nicely from his prior start against the Jays. Struggling Braves lineup, yes, but as I always preach, a good start is a good start. I want to keep highlighting that anyone, anyone, can always go out there and bomb against anybody on any given day. And the same holds true the other way around, that anybody can always go out there and have a good day against anybody on any given day. So a good start is a good start. Five innings, only one run allowed, five strikeouts, and he looked really good. And because of that, I didn't really agree with the Yanks for not allowing him to at least start the sixth inning after only having 80 pitches. And yes, I obviously know that they're being very careful with ramping everyone up, especially Tyone, who didn't pitch last year, but I would have liked at least maybe another batter faced. He just looked really good, but whatever. I can only complain so much because the bullpen after him, terrific yet again. Litke, a scoreless sixth, got into a little trouble in the seventh, but Chad Green and Justin Wilson combined to get them out of it. Chad got two outs, Wilson got one with the bases loaded against Freeman, solid job there. Loisaga pitched a scoreless 8th, and Chapman a scoreless ninth, earning his second save at the time. And the offense, Geo had a solo bomb to dead center in the 5th, and besides the 8th inning, that's really it. And in that 8th inning, with the bases loaded and no one out, the Yankees only scored on a wild pitch, and Mike Ford walking with the bases loaded. And... When you struggle like the Yankee offense was, you take runs any way you can get them. Don't get me wrong. But still, at the time, no encouraging signs offensively, really. Clint and Glaber both popped out as they just continued to look terrible at the plate. And again, they basically scored because of the Braves' sloppiness, honestly. As I said, you take them however you can get them. But still, ugly attempts and only two runs with the bases loaded and no one out, and they were on a wild pitch and a walk. So as far as looking for signs of the offense awakening, still nothing. But the Yanks did close it out, they sealed the deal, got the win, and ended their five-game losing streak. 
I just looked over at the Yankee game just now, and Tyone just had a really quick first inning. I hope today is like a game where he goes like five, six innings, maybe one run, if that. I just want him to have a really good start and just give length. So hopefully this quick first inning is the start to that. Anyways, Wednesday's game. The Yanks attempted the two-game sweep of the Braves, and to put it mildly, (laughs) they weren't successful. (laughs) God, what a train wreck that was. Kluber started the game, my boy Kluber, and although it still wasn't an amazing start, it was definitely an improvement over the prior one against the Jays. His command was a bit off at times, and he definitely ran out of gas in the end before making it fully through that fifth inning. Still walked three guys, only had two strikeouts, but he had a lot of soft contact. Definitely pitched more to contact with only having those two strikeouts, but contact was softer, so that's good. Four and two-thirds innings, two runs allowed, bit deeper than the Toronto start, a little more length, but I wish he was able to make it through the full five. Those two runs were on a sack fly in the fifth, and then the next run was scored on a bases-loaded walk by Nick Nelson out of the pen, who came in for Kluber after he left the bases loaded with two outs that inning. So that runner on base was Kluber's responsibility and was his second run. And Nelson, coming into the bases-loaded jam, just walked the first guy he saw on four pitches to drive in a run. (laughs) He is so bad. So it was two to nothing after that. And then the third and fourth runs of the Braves were off Sessa and Kriske. Sessa pitched two innings, and the run he gave up wasn't earned because of an error on DJ. And then Kriske gave up a solo shot to Austin Riley in the ninth. And Kluber would unfortunately take the loss after pitching fairly well until that fifth inning because, to no one's surprise, unless of course you were either brain dead or just hadn't watched a minute of Yankee baseball this year, the offense did nothing. After being handed a win by the Braves the night prior, and again, a win is a win, and when you're as bad as the Yankees were, you take them however you can get them, but they were handed that win, and even after they were handed that, the bats were still deader than dead the next day. Scored one run, and the one run was on a pointless RBI single by Clint Frazier in the ninth inning, As far as the game is concerned, I wouldn't say totally pointless because that RBI single finally gave Clint an RBI after about 70 plate appearances. Yeah, you heard me right. About 70. And even up to this point right now, with the exception of working a walk here and there, he's still doing terribly at the plate. Just keep looking at those fastballs right down the plate, Clint. That matched Glaber's one RBI at the time, so... Just more evidence as to how glorious that offense was at the time. So, as of that point, Clint had the same amount of RBIs as the guy who also just decided that night he just wasn't going to hustle anymore, on top of already being downright awful. Glaber on a check swing ground ball in between Darno and the pitcher, and he just trots down the line and gives the excuse later on in the game that he didn't know if it was fair or foul. Meanwhile, the play is right in front of him. And here I am getting all fired up again because you guys know how much lack of hustle pisses me off, even though it was like four days ago. But on Wednesday night, you were just thinking, how, what could you even say anymore? Just another night of having a collection of corpses in your lineup. Collective struggling at the time, from one through nine. All of them. And I guess it was somewhat fitting at the time because both teams, the Yankees and the Braves, were so bad going into the series that I guess it only makes sense that they each got one win off each other, right? 
<laughs> but yeah, just another pathetic display of the Yankee offense that night, just forgetting how to hit a baseball. That really wasn't on Kluber, and it wasn't on the bullpen. As per usual, it was on the bats. Yeah, Nick Nelson may have sucked immediately after Kluber too, but there was just no run support. No backup from the bats whatsoever. And to make matters even better at the time, and by better I mean worse of course, because prior to this weekend against the Indians, that just seemed to be the story of the season so far. Pain on top of pain. In this case, literally. But Gio Urshela left the game with back tightness. One of the only ones besides DJ, basically, really, at the time, that could make at least decent contact. (laughs) The baseball gods, I tell you, sometimes they are merciless. Just, why not even sprinkle in a little injury into there? Even if it's not severe, just a little injury there. Like some sprinkles on a freaking ice cream cone. Just sprinkle it on top. (laughs) But, to be fair, it was just a mild back strain, nothing long-term at all, and he was already back in the lineup on Friday, but... Still, why not, right? (laughs) Brooks Krisky was also optioned to the alternate site after the game ended, and Boone announced that Herman would be recalled to make the start on Thursday night, which he did. And at the time, with the team overall, I told myself, I just wish I could strap this team to a rocket ship and option them all to Jupiter. Anyways, Thursday came around. Start of the eight-game road trip, continuation of the streak of 13 games in a row without a day off, Herman on the mound after being recalled, and the Yankee offense looking to even show the slightest sign of life still. And you know something? Things mostly went very well. As I said, as of this weekend, things have started to look up, and Herman, under a lot of pressure for a lot of reasons... Many people already ran out of patience with him after his first two bad starts. I found myself close to doing that too, and I was also admittedly strongly on that path yet again after the way the first inning went on Thursday, because like I'd said in the past, especially if you're going to do what he did off the field, and if you're also terrible at your job, then you're completely useless to me. But you know what? Herman deserves credit here, because he really did well. Not only did he turn it around after a horrible first inning, could have easily fallen apart after, and he didn't, but he also had an overall respectable bounce-back start. So yeah, under all that pressure, for all the reasons involved, he did well. And yeah, the Indians aren't a good hitting team whatsoever, but like I've said, and I will continue to highlight it, anyone can go out there and do badly against anybody at any time. And he didn't do that, he delivered. Again, that first inning was rough. It was where he allowed all three of the runs the Indians scored on the night. Only two were earned, though. One scored on a fielding error that Herman actually made himself on an easy comebacker to him. And after the way it was headed, after the Yanks again hadn't scored in the top of the first, I was just saying at the time, well, here we go again. A lot of what we've seen, in a nutshell, right away. This will be another game of a starter not giving length, errors in the field, and lifeless hitting. But as I said... After that, Herman turned it around, and that was big. He still gave up seven hits on the night, but again, basically all the damage more or less was in that first inning. He still went six innings, gave that length, only walked one person, struck out six, and he'd also get the win on a day where, again, there was a good amount of pressure on him, both for off-the-field reasons and because of the fact that this was his first start back from the alternate site looking to bounce back after his first two starts of the season were just bad. 
and he got the job done. Speaking of getting the job done, just as they've been doing for the whole season up to now, the bullpen again looked terrific. Loisica, scoreless 7th. Chad Green, scoreless 8th. And Chapman, who's just been unfair this year to other teams. Unhittable. Scoreless ninth, and again, having all three of his outs being strikeouts. After that, he had struck out 16 of the 23 batters he'd faced this season so far. He's been off the charts good. That was his third save of the year. And the offense, as I said, they showed a pulse. After being down 3 to nothing after that tough first inning, lots of us sadly already felt it was over because of how the offense had been and that that first inning could very well already deflate them with how the first inning went with Herman on the mound. But that was not the case. DJ, RBI single. Glaber, who had a solid bounce-back night right after getting a harsh talking to by Aaron Boone and obliterated by the fan base, including myself, for his lack of hustle the night prior, and he really needed that. Both for the lack of hustle and his abysmal gameplay overall up to that point. He had an RBI single, which then added on another run to tie it at three, thanks to an error by Josh Naylor. And Naylor, <laughs> he really had himself an adventurous game out there, let's just say that. Odor in the seventh, coming through with a big clutch hit, go-ahead two-run single, making it 5-3. to three. And then the final run in what would be their 6-3 to three victory came on a solo shot by Higashioka. And I just have to say this about Higgy. Three home runs been a constant in this lineup whenever he plays, and he's been pretty important to start here. Our backup catcher. (laughs) And yeah, it's still early, we've stressed that, and I definitely have not thrown in the towel on him just yet, but I just want to mention that Gary has regressed a bit lately since his hot start, and I'm being very kind by saying a bit. And he better be careful, because even the Yankees have said that Higgy keeps playing himself into more opportunities because of his hot gameplay. He's been really good. Smaller sample size, obviously, yes, but when he's in there, he's gotten it done, both behind the plate and offensively. Again, I don't think Gary's job is in trouble just yet personally, but that was my thought at the time, just a thought that entered my head, and I'm just putting that out there. But again, Higgy with another home run, offense had 11 hits overall, just the first really good night for the Yanks, in quite some time. Just really good to see, and a solid start to the road trip. And I see the Yankee game right here today is in the second inning. Nothing's going on yet. They've gotten base runners against this McKenzie kid, but they just haven't been able to score as of yet, and Tyone's doing well. It's in the bottom of the second right now, and there's no score yet. But let's keep going, because we're almost caught up. On to Friday! And to be honest, this was very similar in some ways to Thursday night's game. Montgomery got the start, and much like Herman, he had a bad first inning, really ugly. Allowed three runs, none of his pitches were working, and he threw nearly 40 pitches. 40! But also, like Herman, in the innings to follow, he bounced back very nicely. He'd end up going four and two-thirds innings, and the only reason he didn't get that last out in the fifth was because Glaber, again botched a routine ground ball when the Yanks were in a bit of a jam, and Montgomery was pissed about coming out after that. But Litke would finish off the fifth and then pitch a shutout sixth with the 5-3 lead at the time still intact. 
And Montgomery's final line, though, was again, four and two-thirds innings, four hits, three runs, three walks, and again, most of all of that came within that first inning, but he really settled in nicely after that and gave more length than I ever thought imaginable after the way that first inning went, and he also struck out five. The bullpen, including Litke, as I mentioned before, who also looked really good, was just, again, amazing. It's the same thing almost every day. Litke doing what he did, O'Day with a perfect seventh, Green a scoreless eighth, and Chapman, yet again, a perfect ninth inning for his fourth save. And the bats were alive again. And in true Yankee style, all the five runs scored were on home runs. Hicks, solo shot from the right side yet again, and like I said last week, although he had had an overall really rough start before this weekend, basically any success he had had come from the right side of the plate. And it was on this night, of course, before last night when he actually hit a home run from the left side of the plate, that I put out a petition for Hicks to only bat righty forever from now on. (laughs) So that was the Yankees' first run, Hicks' solo shot. Odor hit a two-run nuke after that, bat flip or bat drop, with the skip afterwards. <laughs> Definitely felt good for him. That tied the game, really good shot. And then Stanton, with two solo shots for runs numbers four and five, both were absolute lasers. Yanks won 5-3 and extended their winning streak to two. And finally, yesterday, that winning streak was extended to three. Garrett Cole on the mound against Shane Bieber. King Cole against last year's Cy Young. And it was exactly as advertised. Both guys did great. Also loved, and I want to mention this, I also loved Francona keeping Bieber in with around 120 pitches in the seventh and letting his best guy fight his way out of trouble. To me personally, that was a big-time breath of fresh air by an old-school manager. I don't know how you feel about it, but I loved that style of managing. And you know what? Bieber got out of it anyway. No matter how many pitches he had, 120 pitches, he stuck with his best guy, allowed him to fight out of the jam, and he got it done. I loved that. But anyways, Garrett Cole, (laughs) I tell you, he is a gift. What more can you say about the guy at this point? Seven innings, one run, and the only reason that run came home on that RBI single was because Judge thankfully saved a home run by Jose Ramirez, but he did fail to make the catch, and he would end up scoring on the single later on in that inning. But other than that, seven innings, only three hits, no walks, 11 strikeouts, yet another game of 10 or more Ks for him. I predicted he'd get 10 and that Bieber would get 9, and Bieber did get that 9, and again, I predicted this all on Twitter, and I was so close with Cole since he ended up getting 11 instead of 10, but hey, I'm not complaining. (laughs) But just another fantastic start by Garrett, just an ace being an ace. After him, only six more outs needed to be made, Wilson got two, and Loisica got the last out of the eighth, and then pitched a perfect ninth for the four-out save, the first save of his career. Really awesome for him. He's been so great. And the offense, just like the Indians, not much at all, but they did just enough on two solo shots in the fifth by Hicks and again, Rugnetto Dor. Third home runs of the year for them both. 
flashing that power and definitely having a good time along with the rest of the team, which again is great to finally see after those blank looks they've had on their faces up until this weekend, basically. But for Odor, I gotta say, he's been hot lately. His bat flips have been too. (laughs) But another day, another homer for him. Both of them, actually. So that sealed the deal. Two to one win as they go for the four game sweep today and their fourth win in a row. Tyone is on the mound today. He looks to be doing well so far. We'll see what he can do going forward. I hope he gives some innings today. And I hope the offense does their thing again, too. They already blew a chance in the first inning just before, which I guess is also kind of their thing. But <laughs> but it'd be nice if they can have themselves a nice win and head into Baltimore with a four-game sweep and then just keep on firing on all cylinders, get that record back on track. Which leads us into what's ahead for this coming week. As I said, we're in the midst of the 13 games without a day off, so no off days until next Monday, the 3rd, which is actually my brother's 17th birthday. Little fun fact there. But tomorrow, as I said a second ago, the Yanks head to Baltimore to kick off another four-game series, and for some reason, the Yanks are yet to announce whether they're going to go with an opener or Davey Garcia. A team that has Cole, Montgomery, Herman, Kluber, Tyone, and even Davey and Michael King, who's yet to even give up a run in nine innings of work, by the way, as starting options, and after seeing how many times the opener has blown up in their faces and then circled around to bite them in the ass, is still contemplating using an opener. Unreal. (laughs) They'll probably announce their decision either later today or early or midday tomorrow, but let's hope they go with Davey. No more openers, please, for the love of God himself. That game will be at 7.05 Eastern, though. So will Tuesday's and Wednesday's games. And then the final game against the O's on Thursday will be at 1.05 Eastern. Friday, the Yanks return home to open a three-game series against the Tigers. That game will be at 7.05 Eastern. And Saturday and Sunday's games will be at 1.05 Eastern. And Sunday is, of course, the next time we will chat. And until then, guys, that is all for episode 93 of Yapping Yankees today. I don't know about you, but for me, that felt like it went by crazy fast. But please remember to follow me on all socials, guys, so you can keep up on the latest having to do with me, the Yankees, and Yapping Yankees announcements, content, and Twitter and Instagram social media segments every Saturday. Facebook fan pages at Mike Scudero NY. Twitter is at Mike Scudero. And Instagram is at Mike Scuds. 97. Also, guys, subscribe to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and also show some love to Yapping Yankees on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And while you're at it, if you got the time, listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes you've missed. Why not? Episodes 34 up to episode 93 today are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening to me yap today. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, May 2nd, the start of month two of the season, when I come at you with episode 94 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, guys, you know the deal. Hang in there. Be patient. Please stay safe. Look out for your loved ones. And Yankees, what can I say? Keep it up. 
Enjoy your week, my friends. Take care.